0: Oh, there we go, I am now. Yeah, I saw a lot of folks going out, that'd be awesome. It's always good to see a lot of your young people here. You know that, uh, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Can I tell you, if you <clears throat> want to begin getting their lives set in the foundation, get them into church. Now we know there isn't any guarantee that it changes immediately, but the Bible says when you train up a child in the way they should go, what does it say, when you are old? When they are old, they will not depart from us. Some of us can testify to that, amen? We wish it hadn't waited that long, but I'm thankful for some roots that were put down. How about you? They may not be fully everything we knew, but you know what? They took us to church. They knew. Some of you say, Pastor Bruce, I didn't have nobody. Can I tell you, start now. Start now. It's not magic but it's a practice that begins to allow you to determine where God is going to be, the priorities going to be in your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? you got to choose your priorities. Everybody does. And we're living in a time where, guess what? Everything else is trying to choose them. We've been talking the last few weeks about having a godly vision. And I can tell you part of that comes down to whatever your priorities are and mine are. Because I can tell you, the enemy will try to draw us off. I, 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 after Pastor Debbie gave that word, you know what? I didn't know. I mean, the word, I kind of did, but you know what the you know what that word? I went ahead and looked it up. You know what it's based on? Because every one of you will understand this deception. When you look up and and Google what is the what is the definition of trickery, it's deception. Deception. Everybody knows what deception is. So guess what? Be on your guard. God has godly things for your life. He He has things that no eye has seen or no ear has heard. But you've got to begin to believe that. What what I'm trying to do in this time as much as anything is get you begin to get some things in place in your life and so you can begin to believe it. You know, I I, I realized that that there were some folks I knew years ago that never could walk in the destiny of God. You know why? Because they never could see how they could walk in the destiny of God. And God spoke something to me. He said, you don't have to see the way, you just have to believe the way. Listen to that. You don't have to see the way God can work in your life. You just got to believe the way that there is. No matter what's going on in your life, you got to begin to believe there's a way. And I can tell you there is one. There's a way. God always has a way. He He is working in that, even when you don't see it. Even when we don't feel it like we sing, even when we don't even believe it, he's working. He's working. You know, I have thought about this a lot because we've talked about this last few weeks where there's no vision. People perish is one scripture that's found in Proverbs 29, 18. Because we've been talking about the necessity necessity of a godly vision for your life. The Living Bible says this. Where When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. So when we don't listen to God's will for our life and His way for our life, you know what we do? We make choices based on everything else. And the world's going to offer them. we all been there. And I can tell you, some of you probably there today. You know what? This ain't a message to condemn you. This is a message so you begin to say, you know what? If, if this stuff is true, because there's people that, like I used to be, came to church and we'd kind of throw out. You know, we'd we take a little bit of it. It made us feel good, and then we threw the rest out and then lived like I wanted to the rest of the week. That was me. Maybe that ain't you, but that was me. But I can tell you, you'll never be or accomplish what I'm talking about when you live that way. Godly vision for your life is more than just Sunday attendance. That's a starting point. But you know, I, I thought about my life and Pastor Debbie's life you know, there's nobody I, I would rather be with in my life. In July, we'll be married 42 years. Okay, 42 years. That's a long time, isn't it? Some of you said, I didn't think you was about that age, Pastor Bruce. I pray for the lion spirit after church, all right? Oh, I'm teasing. 42 years. That's a long, I'm telling you, that's a real long time to put up with me. But you know, I was thinking about this and I thought we didn't start that way. We didn't start where we are now. In fact, I I can tell you this, not only in marriage, but as a pastor, I wouldn't be probably 30% of what I am today if I hadn't have had her as a wife. You know, I didn't know that, honestly, in the beginning at all. And I wasn't living for God at all. I was going to church. Hear what I'm saying? But it didn't have much effect on me. See, you can come in a church setting. All of us can. And we can walk out. God's not going to do nothing to us. We have to choose. We have to make a choice. We got to choose what are we going to do with it. We, we got to choose what are we going to do with a word like that. We, we got to choose what we're we going to do when we read our Bible or, or what when somebody says something that, that is godly. We got to choose that. And for me, for in our beginning years, it wasn't. I just did what I want to do. You know what? You know what I did? And the Lord really dropped this, this scripture in my heart today because I believe that's where so many of us can be. Now, it, you know, we've heard it preached a different way, but it's Proverbs 14 12. There is a way that seems right to man. Now, it goes on to say, but the end thereof is death. It's talking about, I believe, our salvation. You know what? We either live godly or we don't. But for me, can I tell you, every one of us probably could look at our lives and say, at one point, there was a way I thought was right. And I didn't know it wasn't right until I finally figured it out. Anybody been there beside me? You see, we got together. I thought for a husband, my responsibility was to work hard, make as much money as I could, and bring it home, and she'd be happy. Now, that's a good start, so I'm not telling you not to work, but for me, guess what, my whole life was focused on that, and she thought, because there was a way she thought was right, she thought that it meant I would spend a lot of time with her, and that she wanted to fix the house any way she wanted to, and I was pretty tight, if you all know the meaning, So I didn't think we needed to waste money on that, which I'll give you men a clue. If your wife wants it, I wouldn't use that wording. That's what you learn in 42 years. It may not be a waste. You'll find that out later. It will look like one right now to you because it ain't going to make no sense. Because there's a way that seems right. But it won't take you to where you want to go. And it sure won't in God. And today, I realize that if I hadn't have understood that, if I hadn't have surrendered my life to God's way and been willing to yield what I thought was right so that we could work together as husband and wife, I would have never been married 42 years. I probably wouldn't have made it 10 years because somewhere around in there was about where the breaking point was. And after that, guess what? When we made, decided, when we both surrendered, when we both submitted, when we both yielded, when we both said, you know what? We want Jesus more than we want one another. And because we both want Jesus, we will both love one another. Then God began to do some things. And it got clearer I often tell people this when I'm talking about our marriage and I'm talking about a godly vision for your life God knew what I needed before I knew what I needed. and some of you the battles you're facing you don't know what you got and that's why there's a battle because the enemy don't want you to ever experience that you know what he the battle is always there when he's trying to to try to tear apart what it is God wants to keep together. But that is how it works, or at least it is for me. And the key to all this is God, understanding a godly vision and God's way, is that He has a plan for my life. And because He is a God that is not limited by the future. In fact, the Bible says He sees the end from the beginning. You know what that means? That means the whole end of this thing, He sees, He's already saw it all. So, guess what? I would rather have a God that sees everything directing me than I had me directing me. Because me directing me, guess what I'm going to work on? The way that seems right. That brings death. Now, it doesn't just bring death eternally, which it does if we don't do it in God's way. But you know what else it'll do? It can bring death to dreams, it can bring death to destiny, it can bring death to relationships, it can bring death to everything. So when we let God guide us, when we let God show us, you know what? We're guaranteed success. In fact, it's the only way. We're guaranteed it as long as we submit to it. Godly vision. God has a path. He has a path we're to walk in, but we have to choose it. Last week, we began talking out of a scripture. Found John 4, a woman. And I may read it, see, and I don't have time. It's a f- common story. It's called The Woman at the Well. Some of you have heard of it. <clears throat> it's about a woman that wandered upon Jesus one day for a better choice of word, And she, when you read the story, I would say you would say her life hadn't turned out like you thought, or she thought, maybe she hoped it would. In fact, I believe that. The Bible said she had been married five times and I'm sure when she married her first husband she never intended to marry five more or four more. It says that I'm sure she had dreams just like you and I but things hadn't turned out like she had hoped. I'm sure she had probably given up on marriage because at the time this this is written it says that she's now got a boyfriend and she's just living with him because she's given up on it and she didn't want to make another mistake. See, I think sometimes she, like us, we've made mistakes. We've searched for love. Some of us may be dealing with shame because how life has turned out. And this woman, like many of us, could say she was caught up in the day to day grind of life. When you read this story, she was coming to get water from a well. She was just coming, I'm sure every day she had to come to that well to draw water. She was just going through the motions of what life was about, but wasn't really living. I tell you that because I think many of us go through the same thing. We may not have to go get our water, but we go to work, or we get up, we go to work, we do our work, we come home, we go to bed, we get up the next day, we go to work, we come home, we go to bed, and we do that all the time, and we don't really live. Because really living is found when God and your purpose for God and your vision from God and you have understanding God has a way and he's directing you and your life is bigger than yourself and you're not going to work for a check. You're going to work because God has you at a place so you can affect other people just by the spirit of God that's in you. Yes, you get a check. Yes, you should have one. They pay you to do that. But can I tell you, if you go to work for a check, you'll never be fulfilled in your job. They can't pay you enough money. But when you go to work because it's a position from God and God's got you there and you know what? God's got something for you to do there. Can I tell you something? It don't matter what they pay you at that time because you're going to get fulfillment inside. And that's what godly vision begins to do. It begins to shift us from looking at a living a life in the natural realm to living a life by the Spirit of God. And I know this may not make sense to you because you're thinking, you know what? I need to make more money. I'm not getting paid enough. You know what? You, you begin to understand some things I want to share with you today, can I tell you something? You'll begin to maybe not only make more money or get promoted, or you know what, or you'll get content right where you're at. Because it's not about us. It's about God's way for us. You see, there's a way that seems right. It seems right. It's all we know. You see, the, the problem for the struggle for us is we live in a way that we, own, we know because that's what we've gotten used to living in. That's what that woman had gotten used to living in. She was looking for love. She just wanted somebody to love her. I don't believe she thought she would ever have to five husbands and then fail on the fifth one. I think she was hunting somebody to truly love her. We all want that. We all want fulfillment. We all want somebody to be happy with, and we want to be happy in our life. But that day, that day, some things begin to change in her life. You see, I believe we've all been caught in the grind of life. Hoping for more. Hoping for more. You know, I begin thinking about right now, I see people put stuff on Facebook. Some of you run into your mailbox hoping your tax rebate check is there. The highlight of your year. Am I right? You know why? Because it gives you a chance to live a little. It gives you a chance to do things you can't do the rest of the year. What if it was that way every day? What if God had a way for you to live that way every day instead of you having to wait for the government to send you the check that is your money anyway? I believe he has it. I believe he has it. It doesn't just happen. You have to start making some choices. You have to start sometimes, maybe even start doing things that you don't like doing. But I can tell you the opportunity, I believe, is there. And for some of you, I want you to get past the way that seems right and get to the pace of saying, you know what, this is God's way for me. Because I'm telling you, once you do that, it won't matter. Everything else will begin to get lined up. Right now, it's lined up with the ways of the world. God says, I'm trying to get you lined up with the ways I got. I'm trying to get you lined up on the spirit realm instead of just in the natural realm. Because in the natural realm, you're going to keep going through the motions, and you're going to keep working, and you're going to keep doing what you know to do, and God can't bless it. I have such great high hopes for everybody. I'm going to tell you, I have watched people, and I know, I know there's things inside of you guys. I know there's things inside of you that God has placed in you from the time you were born, and that's why the enemy has tried to destroy you, and that's why things have came against you like they have, and that's why the battle's been hard, and that's why you're having trouble forcing through, but you got to make different choices. You've got to make different choices. Nobody can do it for you. I can't do it for you as much as I want to. You've got to choose. Are you going to live in God's way or are you going to live in your way? As long, you know, you stay in your way, that's what you're going to get. You go get your water at the well every day. You go to work every day. You do what you do every day. You know what? You deal with the same issues every day. But you begin to let God reveal Himself to you watch what happens if nothing changes. You know what's going to change? Your attitude. That's going to change. The way you view people, the way you view your work, how you go to work, the fulfillment you feel, it's all going to change because all of a sudden you're shifting it out of of the natural realm. They can't pay you enough to make you happy. Because money will never make you happy. Now I agree, everybody Listen to me, everybody needs enough income to be able to have dignity, to be able to provide for their family, to be able to have a roof over their head, have transportation, the things that I I believe everybody needs that. So don't hear what I'm not saying. But by the same token, when you begin to align your life with God, the supernatural things of God can begin to kick in. This woman, what happened to her was she came one day and she, Jesus, Jesus was there sitting at the well, sitting at the very place she had come to. Well, what if Jesus showed up at your workplace tomorrow? She's sitting right there, or he's sitting right there, and he begins to engage her in talk. Well, that first messed her up. You know why? Because she knew he was a Jewish man, and she was a Samaritan woman. That don't mean anything us today, but you know what it meant to them? They didn't talk to each other. They didn't have nothing to do with one another. Something was different about this man. Why was he talking to me? You know what? A godly vision starts with God beginning to get in, you and him beginning to get relationship together. Pastor Chris talked about, if you know, accepting Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and and a salvation part of of what it's about. Can I tell you, you, if you're not saved, this message won't make any sense to you. Because you can't have a godly vision outside of Jesus Christ. It takes a a dying to myself and submitting my life and saying, Jesus, I'm tired of doing it my way. Anybody ever been tired of doing it your way? Can I tell you, I was tired of doing it my way. Do I still have to fight it? Sometimes we all do. But I can tell you when I got saved, it was because I was tired of doing it my way. Sometimes you got to run into your head against the wall enough. I did. You know what I'm saying? Doing it your way and me doing it my way, it's that way (laughs) that seems right. It ain't. It makes sense to us, but it doesn't line up with the word. That woman came to the well. Jesus confronted her. He said, give me a drink. What does she say to him? She says, says, basically, you know, why would I give you a drink? And Jesus said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would have asked for living water. Here's what the Lord spoke to me this morning for us. That way that seems right, the problem is, we don't even know what to expect from our God. We don't know. We don't really look at Him as a deliverer. We don't look at Him as a provider. We don't look at Him as a healer. We don't look at Him as a protector. And all of those things is what He is. When we live our life in our own strength, then we're saying, you know what, we don't need Him. But I can tell you, true deliverance comes from Jesus Christ. True protection comes from Jesus Christ. You want to be blessed, you begin to declare he's your provider. And you begin giving and you begin doing the things God asks you to do like he's your provider. Can I tell you, he's not your provider unless you make him your provider. He's there, but you got to choose it. You and I got to choose it. He, she's, he said to her, if you knew who you were talking to, then you would ask for something different. Can I tell you, as long as you're on that way that seems right, you ain't going to ask. Because it's going to make sense in your head, but you know what? It's not. If you can figure it out, it's probably not God. If I can figure it out, it's probably not God. What does it say? Trust in the Lord with all our heart, and what do we not do? Lean on our own understanding. We're not to figure it out ourselves. You and I can't figure God out. We can't finagle God out. We can't can't beg God out. We can't do any of that stuff we do. All we can do is lean on Him. Trust Him. Let Him guide us. Submit to Him. Yield fully to Him. That's what we have the option to do. That's our choices. We either allow Him to be those things that He says He is, or we really don't know Him the way we need to know Him. You see, too many people go to church and we know Him as Savior. That's the person that's going to keep us from going to hell, right? That's what we want. We want to make sure we get that big, get that big thing in line. Get, we don't want to go to hell. But we don't want to yield and let Him direct our life on earth because that takes us out of control. A godly vision says, you know what, God? I don't think my way is the right way. I need you to direct me. And I can tell you, every person that's out of my voice, we need that. I don't care how smart we are. I don't care what we know. I don't care what we've done. I don't care what we haven't done. I don't care how bad it's been. I don't care how good it's been. I don't care whether we think we got it all together or we're so jacked up, we don't know how we're going to make it the rest of the day. It don't matter. Everybody here today needs that. We need to submit ourselves and say, God, I can't do it in my own strength. What I do doesn't work anyway. It may look like it does, but it's temporary. And what you do, God, I believe is going to be eternal. Has anybody lived long enough to believe that yet? It's true. So if you're one of the ones that's jacked up and say, Well, Pastor Bruce Fight, has got it all together, can I tell you, you can't get it all together? I can't get it all together. None of us can. And the person that you think ain't jacked up is just as jacked up as you are. You know why? Because we all need Jesus, we all need Him. It's true. We sometimes look at folks around and think, well, they got it all together. You know, look look at them, they got it all together. Man, I wish I was like them. You know what, I I hope you do follow up some people and say, you know what, I, I like the Jesus in them. But can I tell you, we all got weaknesses. We all got mess. We all got stuff that we ain't proud of. We all got, don't always get it all together right. And you know what, we all need Jesus. That woman... Knew she needed something. She didn't know what it was. She want, But she asked him. You know what she did? She said, well, give me that living water. I don't want to have to be, come up here and get water no more. What did Jesus say to her? I know I haven't read you the story, but you know what Jesus said to her? He said, go call your husband. That's where the road meets the road. That's where you got to be real with Jesus or not be real with him. She didn't say, oh, he was off on vacation. I'm sorry I ain't got my cell phone batteries run down. Jesus, I can't really get him. She told the truth. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of times just being honest about what's really going on is going to help set you free. This stuff Miss Debbie's talking about, you know what? We go through life, we can BS a lot of people. I know that's the message version, but I'm trying to put it down there where everybody understands it. But you can't him. You can't him. Can I be honest? You might can pull it over on me, but you can't him. He going to know. He going to know. And if you want to live this thing along the straight and narrow, can I tell you something? It's not. I'm not talking about it being easy. I'm talking about it being desired. I'm talking about saying, you know, Lord, I really want, I, I may not understand what Pastor Bruce is talking about, but you know what? I'm just tired of how it is. You know what? I, my, I have been down that road. I may not have had five wives or five husbands, but you know what? It ain't always worked out. And I want it to work out. I want things to work out. I want my life to work out. I want it to be bigger than what it is. I want my kids to be blessed. I want my family to be blessed. I want to be able to know when I go to work that I'm just not going for a check, but I'm going because God sent me. Can I tell you, you've begin to listen that way and you begin to declare those things that's beginning to set a godly vision for your life because you're beginning to say out of your own mouth what God is it's alignment with God's word she acknowledged she acknowledged that she had five husbands and in the midst of it she had just been like most of us Longing for fulfillment, meaning. I don't believe she ever intended to have five husbands. I believe she wasn't promiscuous. I believe she just didn't work out. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. But I know one thing if we don't set it up right, can I tell you the chances of things working out are never good? If Jesus isn't the center, Ecclesiastes 4 says, What a threefold cord isn't easily broken when you got you and a spouse or in whatever relationships you're in if Jesus is in the middle of them can I tell you things can hold together that can't hold together otherwise and when it don't work out you know what or it's usually because one lets go of Jesus or both we get to doing the things that what make sense in our own eyes that way that seems right Things of God are always going to be contrary to. Well, I would say always, but often are contrary to what seems right. Especially if you're just using your common sense logic. God's faith—he'll ask you to do things that won't make sense. He does this. He says, "Somebody hits you on one cheek. What does he tell him do? Turn the other and let him hit him." Does that make any sense to you? They don't you upside the head, and I'm supposed to turn my head and let him hit me on the. other? What kind of crazy person are you, Jesus? Somebody asked you to go with them one mile, what are you supposed to do? Go with them two. You go and start reading some of that and see what he says that we as believers, how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to bless our enemies. Got any enemies? Are you blessing them? Lord, I just pray that you pour blessing out on them Just leave the expletives out of that prayer, okay? I'm trying to help you understand the difference between what you think is the way to live and what God says is the way to live. It's contrary. Friend, it's contrary. It's not going to make sense. But I can tell you, if you want to experience a life beyond, which what this year is about, beyond wherever you are, beyond wherever you've been, beyond whatever you've experienced, a life beyond the mistakes, a life beyond whatever you think is the greatest thing you can have, a life beyond anything you've experienced, can I tell you, it's going to take a life that is decisions are made by faith, and they're not going to always make sense. They're always going to make sense. Sometimes we just have to ask ourselves, how does God want us to live? It starts like this: it starts with salvation. And then, if you're saved, you know what it means? When you say you make him Lord, you put him first in your life. First. Pastor Bruce, I'm not sure I'm ready to do that. I understand. He doesn't make anybody do anything. He doesn't make any of us do anything. You know what he does? Like the woman at the well. He said, I've got living water. If you knew what I had, you would choose it. You would ask me for it. Catch what he says. You would ask me for it. See, if we really believe that God could do what he says he would do, we would ask him for things. We wouldn't accept just the way it is. Now, it doesn't always turn out like we might ask, but can I tell you, we're putting our trust in him. We're putting our hope in him. As we ask, we're saying, God, I need you. God, I'm believing you. God, I'm trusting you. God, I'm expecting you to move. God, I'm asking you to do things that only you can do because guess what? I believe you've got something for me. He, she's, he said, you've, I've got living water. You won't thirst again. Starts by putting him first. And what I'm talking about only works when we put him first. You remember a few weeks ago I said we couldn't patch up our lives anymore? Patchwork Christianity won't work. I'm going to live for you Jesus in this way. This way I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do what, this over here because I think it's the right thing and Jesus, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to show up church because I think it's the right thing but I'm going to do this because I want to do it. Don't work. You know what works? Here I am, Lord. I'm surrendered to you. I want your will and I want your way more than I want mine. I don't even know what that looks like. Can I be honest? There's times I don't know what that looks like. But I can tell you what I do. I trust him enough to know that whatever he says is going to be life-giving to me and it's going to be life-giving to you and it's going to take you someplace you can't get to on your own and it's going to give you opportunity that you haven't had and it's going to begin to bring you to a place in him that you can't get any other way. Can't get any other way. Romans 12, 1 and the Passion translation says this: "Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous miracles? I urge, encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be His sacred living sacrifice, and live in holiness, experiencing all the delights in His heart. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. I must have an older one. No, that's right. Let's see, opinions. That's it. Yeah, I thought that was one still." Stop imitating them. Can I tell you, we got to stop wanting to be like the world. I'm not an old fuddy dud, but I'm telling you, the world has got more influence on many Christians than God does. I can assure you it does. Our decisions and the things that have gone on in our life are being dictated by the world. Right, Pastor Bruce, I, 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 man, I'm just trying to fit in. I know that. And I can tell you one thing. You can fit in straight to hell, is where you can fit into. Can I be that honest? You can fit in and go straight there. Because that's what the enemy wants you to fit in. He wants you to fit in. He's trying to get you to compromise. He's trying to get you to do it your way. He's trying to get you to not live God's way. He's trying to get you to say, well, you know what? It don't hurt nothing. Everybody else is doing it. You know what? Just because everybody else is doing it, if it ain't in the Word, it ain't God. I love you, but i got to share what i got. Because it is. We're living in a time, can I tell you friends, we're living in a time, we got to know, we know Jesus and we got to know we're living for him and we got to know that he is real and we got to know that in the midst of our life, if we're going to embrace Christianity, it's got to be in a sell out to Jesus. We can't patch it together anymore. The world's not going to direct our lives. God is. That's what we got to choose. That's what we got to decide. We got to decide that. Nobody can decide that for us. We must decide. If we're going to follow a vision of God for our life, God, He's got things for you and I, but we have to decide. We have to decide. hunting one other scripture. I don't know where it is. The Bible has so many scriptures that tells us what God wants for our life. You see, a godly vision sounds ooey-gooey. It just sounds big like ooey-gooey, like you've got to have Thus saith the Lord, King James, speaking to you, thundering down from heaven. Can I tell you where I got most of the vision for the Hope Center when God spoke to me? Luke chapter 5. I was sitting in my study at the house one day reading it. Guess what? I wasn't reading and hunting a vision for, my, for the Hope Center. I was reading the Word. And I'm telling you, when I was reading it, everything just all of a sudden made so much sense. I wasn't even seeking anything about God. I was reading. And it was just like he just all of a sudden, this happened. The the, the story just kind of opened up to me, Jason, in ways that I'd never thought of, never thought of. And, And it's a very common story. I'd read it. But God was trying to give me vision for what he wanted us to have as part of the Hope Center. And when that started to make sense, there wasn't a Hope Center. Because vision is about your future. What I'm trying to get in you isn't about just today. It's about your future. It's about what God has for you. What God says is out here. If you'll just begin to follow me, I will give it to you. I will put it in your hands. I will make things work. I didn't even know there was going to be a hope center when he gave me this scripture. Or how it was going to work. That's the truth. Then within a month or two, He played it all out, at least the starting parts. So guess what? A godly vision starts many times with getting in the word and saying, God, show me for my life. Show me what it is you want me to see. What is it I need to see? Because I can tell you, at different seasons, God's going to show you different things. When you're raising little kids, it may be about your family. When you're my age, guess what? And they're grown, it it may be about something completely different. I don't know what it's about. But age doesn't have anything to do with it. You know what has to do with it? That you're following the Holy Spirit and that God is revealing himself to you. He's got as much vision for any of us, no matter what age, when we're open to it. And He will show us. He will show us. I realize as we get older that we may not do what we did when we were younger. But you know what? God knows that too. He's not expecting us to. He's just expecting us to follow His will and His way and be open to it. And quit living on our line. And quit living on the way that seems right. Or if it doesn't seem right, it's at least the way I want. It's death. Let's say at the best it's not death because you're a believer from eternal life. But I can tell you what it'll be when we're talking about beyond. It'll be death to anything more than just a mediocre Christian walk. It'll be death to anything that God has for you because you'll never step over into the fullness. It, it'll be death to any dreams and destinies that God has for you because you're so caught up on your line and you won't get off of it. It'll be it'll be death in that way. Even let's say by some you know that miraculous way it wasn't death and you got into heaven. You know what? It won't be what God would have had for you. He's got more. He loves you. And that woman, you think your life was messed up? That woman's life didn't have nothing going for her. And he cared enough about her to say, you know what? I've got something for you. Today, as I close, the question comes, are we ready to follow? Are we ready to lay down what we've been holding on to that we know is not God? Are we ready to lay down our will and our way for Him? Are we ready? It's a question we all have to answer. Because one day we will stand before the Lord. And He's all going to ask us to give an account. And I'm going to tell you, I, I think about that in my own life. I think, Lord, there's things... That, I, I, don't, I wish that that wasn't there. But you know what? None of us can do anything about what happened yesterday. All we can do is about what happens today. For All we can do is about what we do moving forward. And His grace and His mercy is available for each one of us. His forgiveness. Wouldn't you like to live free from condemnation? Get a godly vision for your life. Romans 8.1, there's no longer any condemnation Those that walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. That's what God says. You know what? That's a word for you. You don't have to live condemned. As long as you're walking by the Spirit and not by the flesh. Wouldn't you like to live free? You can live forgiven. Those are all things that are supposed to be normal for us as believers. But we have to choose. Stand with me today. God loves you, and I love you. And this isn't a message to condemn. This is a message that we get to choose. I warred with God for a number of years before I chose it. Can I be honest? I wish I could say the first time I heard someone preach it that I just embraced it, but I didn't. But I'm thankful the day I did because it did come that I just got tired of how it was and at that point come down to what God wants bow your heads with me today if you're ready to follow him and you know that I was speaking to you can I tell you today is the day that woman didn't know the day she went to that well she was going to run into Jesus but that was the day that was the day that he had set up for her The day she got to choose, the day she acknowledged, that was the day. And today's your day. God has you here. He loves you. He thinks you're special. You were created in His image. Whatever else has happened, has happened. But that doesn't stop what God wants to do. He loves you right where you're at. Today, if that's you, you say, Pastor Bruce, I'm tired of doing it my way. And I'm ready to follow God's way. I may not know what that means, but I know one thing. The way it's been going is not the way that I think God has for me. Maybe you've been saved, maybe you haven't. But if that's you and you know what I'm talking about, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you. I see those hands. see that hand can I tell you he's right there anyone else if you've never accepted Jesus can I tell you come up to one of us after service and let us know if it was just that let us know you've got to confess him before men Bible says so he'll confess you before the father you've never really made him Lord today's the day pastor Chris pastor Tom myself catch one of us and tell us I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior today because he will forgive you of your sin if you'll ask him to come live in your heart and you determine to make him your Lord submitting and yielding yourself to him anyone else Father, I thank you today for each one here, and I thank you for all those that raised their hand. God, I know, you. I know, Lord, that we've all followed our way at times. And God, you're trying to bring us to your way. And you're trying to show us there is another way, just as you did the lady at the well. Well, today, Lord, I thank you for each one that raised their hand today. God, I pray that if they didn't know you as our Lord and Savior, that today you'll just come in and you'll just swoop into their lives, Lord, like you have us and fill us to overflowing. I pray your spirit will just consume them and in the midst of it all, God, you will just have your way and accomplish your will and they will, you will become Lord of their life, guiding and directing, showing them by your spirit, giving them vision for their life and hope for their future. God, that's what you tell us you give us in your Word. And God, for each other, all those others that may have raised their hands today, I thank you, God. You have a vision. You have a future. You have a plan. And Lord, that plan is one where, God, you will direct us and you will guide us and we will not only succeed, but we will be fulfilled and we will follow and and, and embrace your destiny and purpose. And we will experience you in a new way. I thank you for all those today. I pray, Holy Spirit, you will just engulf this body and that God each one of us will cry out to you God as you lead us we will submit to you more we will yield to you more and we will say God have your way in us as you guide us as you direct us and I thank you for what you're doing in our midst as you are opening our eyes to the things God you have for us that you've declared even in your words that we would prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers I pray, God, that our, let our declaration be in alignment with your word, even as Pastor Chris spoke earlier, that we will speak, God, life and not death. We will speak life over our families, life over our our own lives, and we will speak according to your word. God, direct us now as you lead us in this world, in Jesus' name, amen.